You're listening to Let's Stay Together, a podcast about Fruits Basket by Natsuki Takaya. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today we're discussing chapters 110 and 111. Mm. Or 11T0 and 11T1. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I like how our current intro is just like, we're going to talk about this. And then you're like, yay. Then I'm like, yay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's accurate. (laughs) Yeah, we finally standardized our format. (laughs) That's what it is, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> Only took 55 episodes. <laughs> uh, we're going to do our summary discussion and spoiler discussion like we always do. Speaking of standardized formats, let <laughs> us get into it. So, chapter 110. It's golden week, so the kids are all chilling at home while Shiguri is out. Yuki brings Toru a towel to wipe the table down, and she absentmindedly bumps Kyo's hand with it on the table. And remembering their hug through the sheet the other day, they both freak out. Toru's like, I'm so sorry! And Kyo's like, don't worry about it! Kyo offers to wipe the table, and she's like, okay, and Yuki, who can't take the suffocating awkwardness any longer, suddenly remembers something that he had to do and bails out. (laughs) Toru flails, and Kyo's like, what's with him? Out on the streets, Yuki doesn't give a shit if it looked like he ran away, and he wonders if this is what it's like to be a son in between her mother and a new boyfriend. A woman notices him passing by and calls him Ayame, and he clarifies that Ayame is his brother. Wow, so he had a brother, the woman says. At Shiguri's, Toru blushes and fidgets, and like that time she struggled internally to talk to Shiguri about the curse and stuff, she offers to make tea, and Kyo doesn't want any. <laughs> she sits. He asks if she'd like to go out, and she's like, Ah, oh, yes! Excuse me? <laughs> and then she says that they need eggs, and he's like, It's just an errand. Oh, well, whatever. If you think of somewhere else you want to go on the way, just tell me. Just being able to go out with you makes me very happy, she says, blushing and smiling a small smile. And Kyo turns subtly and punches the wall, and she asks if he's okay. What about you, he thinks. Is it really okay for you to be so damn cute? And am I a perverted old man for thinking that? We cut away to a cafe. Uo serves Hana and Megumi. Oh dear, what's this I feel? Hana says. I sense that Kyo Soma has been reduced to a perverted old man and is after Turkun. What a terrible feeling. Uo's like, he won't be able to lay his hands on her anyway. It's impossible for him right now. Megumi is like, should I curse him for now? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> elsewhere Yuki visits Ayame's shop Ayame greets him with the usual exuberance in some kind of elaborate dress my my how glorious for you to have come I wonder if you also felt the ray of sh- a shooting star that streaked through my heart at the time that I received your call of love and Yuki is like I can't say that I did Ayame continues now remove your shoes and come into my castle house post haste and may you fly immediately to my bosom be not timid come come Yuki asks him for greeting him in the average's outfit Mina greets him as well and offers to make tea, but they're out of tea. She goes out to get some, and Yuki freaks out because she'll be going out on the streets in her maid outfit, and Yame clarifies that she's a bit of a local celebrity. Her form spreads the fantasy known as a fanboy crush throughout the stale modern society. I get it. Thank you, Yuki says. Mina now gone, Yame asks if Yuki has accomplished his goal of seeing girl in the bath, of course, and Yuki's like, that's not my goal. Yuki clarifies what he really came to discuss, the woman that he met earlier, another high school student council president who knew Yame. Ayame suddenly stands and panics and says that he must go apologize. He grabs a giant mogeta thing with the word talisman written on it. <laughs> Yuki says that she's probably not still where he saw her. And Ayame sits despondently and says that he's she, he's probably right. Yuki asks what's wrong. Once upon a time, Ayame says, there was a beautiful white-haired student body president. He had such regal airs that he was unable to fully conceal his overflowing charisma. He charmed many students and there was no end to their attraction. The way the president lived implied that such was a matter of course. At the time, countless events were held to deepen a friendship with an all-girls school, and inevitably, he worked with the president of said girls' school. However, he didn't understand the young lady. He had no idea that she had special feelings that she continued to have contact with him. He was completely unaware. And it wasn't only in regard to this girl. He didn't understand the feelings of any other people at all. He didn't even try to know. He did a very cruel thing. Yami remembers meeting the girl late in their final year of high school. Shiguri and Atori stand by. The girl says, The events are all over. And we're in third years, so we'll graduate soon. So I just... I like you, Ayame-kun, and I always have. Is that so? Ayame says with a smile. Thank you very much. Please continue to be in good health after graduation. And the girl's like, huh? Ayame turns away to leave. Oh, and one last thing, he says. What is your name? I don't mind remembering it in commemoration. My name? She asks, embarrassed and angry. But I told you that ages ago. Is that so? I'm terribly sorry, but I've completely forgotten. I wonder if it might be because you have so little personality that you couldn't leave an impression. <laughs> it's like a one-man sumo wrestling match, Shigure chuckles. Yes, you put it wonderfully, Gure-san, Ayame adds. It is indeed as though she's fighting a one-man sumo match. But not to worry, at least now you've recognized your flaws. Now you can be- Stop it, Hattori says, pounding a railing nearby with his fist. Haven't you done enough? Ayame looks back at the girl who's dropped all her things. I'm so stupid, she says. 
cries, and runs off. Ayame is genuinely confused. Why is she crying? Probably because you hurt her, Hattori says, picking up the girl's things. Really? Are you saying I did something wrong? Ayame asks. It's not an issue of right or wrong. It's that people get hurt. Out there are people who get hurt, Hattori says. Ayame narrates that he didn't understand that at the time. He would look back on it sometimes. It made him wonder. Had he lived his life overlooking many extremely important things? Was it Mine-san? Yuki asks in the present. Did she help you realize that? Ayame doesn't respond immediately, but Yuki asks if she's his girlfriend. Ayame says he never said that, and Yuki says he can tell. Ayame smiles and confirms. Indeed, that girl appeared before me by chance. She began to work with me, and I was happy to be with her. We see a memory of his confession to Mine. I have no positive proof that I can make you happy, he says to Mine, who sits in front of him. But if I told you I love you, I can't help but wonder. Will you disappear? My happiness is my decision. Don't worry, Mine won't disappear, she says, and smiles a soft smile. Mine's heart belongs to her manager, so I want to be here forever. Is that all right? He kneels in front of her and cups her cheeks. Thank heavens, he says. I was terribly afraid you might reject me. Ayame suddenly understands what happened when he was in high school. Mine asks if he's sad about something. He rests his head on her shoulder, he cries, and she comforts him. In the present, Ayame wishes he could have apologized, but perhaps it's too late, he says standing. I embody her trauma. Perhaps I appear in her dreams every night and cause her suffering. How miserable. <laughs> Yuki says that the woman wasn't sad or angry in their meeting, though it seems like she had a husband and a kid with her. Maybe you did scar her for life. But she went through a lot of things, and she can still smile like she did in front of me. She's probably a really strong person. She probably trudges right through things, Yuki says with a reassuring smile. Wait a moment, Ayame says. Does that mean that I don't have no need to apologize to you? You apologize to me? Yuki asks. For what? Being insane? <laughs> Never mind, Ayame says with a relieved smile. Yuki is like, I'm sure you have many reasons for not telling anyone about Mine-san, but does she know about you being possessed? Ayame picks up the Mogeta and points to it. This writing, although apparently in existence since the item's creation, was actually placed here by me. And Yuki is like, <laughs> did you tell her? Did she find out? Before, before Ayame can answer, <laughs> who is obviously avoiding the subject, Mine returns with Kakeru. Mine-san, behind you. There's something behind you, Yuki says. Kakiru's like, what the heck, you didn't, did you forget about me already? And Yuki is like, I, I know I'm always asking this, but why are you here? <laughs> Kakiru says he ran into Nesan as he calls Mine. Ayame greets him. Yuki sighs. I didn't think I was into it, but maids are pretty hot, Kakiru says, striking a pose. Men are such sad creatures. And Yuki's like, speak for yourself. Kakiru says he'd totally geek out if Machi weren't something like this, and Yuki sasses him that he's her big brother. They grab each other's collars. Ayame asks why Yuki go gaga for yellow, as he calls her, and Kakeru whispers to Ayame and Mine. Call her, the three say, and Ayame holds out his phone. Yuki sighs and says he'll, he's starting to feel sorry for her. Elsewhere we see that Toru has decided on another place to stop at on their errand. The cat store, question mark? It says, like, cats on the sign. <laughs> and the cats are all going crazy in the window, and Toru says that he's so popular. Kyo says they're annoying and some passers-by think, he's the cat master. <laughs> In the last scene of the chapter, Machi hugs the Mogeta talisman at Ayame's shop. Mine's eyes gleam as she offers outfits to her. He'll be a total fanboy no matter what you wear, you know. And he'll become a messenger to save the earth with fanboy power, Ayame adds. And Yuki's like, I better put an end to this. And Kakiru's like, an end to what? As he lounges on the couch. And that's the end of the chapter. <laughs> <laughs> this was the break that we needed after all. Yes, <laughs> yeah, a nice lighthearted <laughs> chapter. I had a lot of fun <laughs> writing this one. I love how Yami just ignores the question. Yeah, he ignores <laughs> it, but Yuki's just like, this is obviously, it means yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love Machi holding the Mogeta also. It's really yeah. funny. <laughs> and Kakuru, and refer, everybody referring to each other. He calls, Kakuru, we'll talk about it. That's why. Let me go do this chapter first. In chapter 111, it opens with Shigure visiting Akito, who hides away in her room. Do you think that if you stay in there, the world will become what you want it to be? He asks her. Kurando returns at the time and Shigure glares at him as he leaves. I know, it's such a glare. He, like, looks back over his shoulder, like, uh, he's definitely, um... Shigure is seething unjustified hatred for Kurando is so funny. It's, it is. <laughs> he's the, um, like, dramatic, like, side character in Kimi's shoujo manga. <laughs> yes. I, I hope I cut that into whatever discussion that we had. I'll probably have to put it in the other one. It was really funny. <laughs> Yeah, he has, like, super side-eye <laughs> over his shoulder at Karino <laughs> when he's leaving. Akito wonders why Shikuri is always so cold. In the hallway, Shikuri looks dis disheartened. So he's, like, done being sassy and looks very sad, actually. <laughs> he thinks thinking like that won't help. Time is moving on and leaving you behind. People and feelings, too. At school, the girls gawk and stare. Is it a new foreign student? No, it's post-glow at Momiji, starting down the hallways looking <laughs> hot. That's written H-A-W-T in my notes for everyone who needs clarification. 
<laughs> he catches up to Toru and asks if they want to if they can walk home together, and she says she'd love to. The other girls look on Momiji proudly. Not too long ago, he was some kid running around like crazy eating ice cream and lollipops and wearing a bunny backpack, and Momiji turns to reveal that he's still wearing his bunny backpack and takes off, holding Toru's hand, saying, let's get popsicles on our way home. Ice cream, ice cream! And the girls are like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Momiji comments on how everyone is staring, and Toru says it's because he grew and became so handsome, like a prince. Momiji says it was fun being small, but I am a man after all, he says, and squeezes her hand. They see Yuki and Haru in the hallway, and Haru comments that no matter how you look at it, they look like a couple, and Yuki's like, yeah, people can misunderstand that. <laughs> Yuki doesn't have student council duties, so they all decide to hang out at Shigure's house, and Momiji suggests that they buy ice cream cake, and Toru is like, ice cream cake? And Yuki's like, I'm guessing you never had it. <laughs> Haru's like, a piece of her brain is saying it's incredibly expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I love this <laughs> so much. <laughs> so enthralled. Okay, at home, Kyo is surprised to see Kisa sitting at the table. Up. Uh, Pardon us, she says, and Hiro shows up and sasses Kyo to stop intimidating Kisa. Hiro explains that they came to see Toru, and Shigeru let them in as he was leaving. Kisa stands and says hesitantly, um, hello, and Kyo's like, uh, hello. He says Toru will be home soon and goes upstairs. Kisa says to Hiro excitedly, I greeted him and he greeted me back, and Hiro's like, yeah, I saw. Kisa says that Kyo is really nice, and he always seems nice to Toru. Hiro thinks back to him bonking her head at the beach and says, I guess. At the main estate, Hattori asks if Shigure ever tires of saying mean things to Ogito. And Shigure is like, what's all this? You appear out of nowhere and start this lecture? Tori is like, this is my house. And I get the feeling that every time you see Akito, he shuts himself off even more. Are you serious? Is that, like, super bad? Shigure says. And Hattori is like, it pains me that we're the same age. See, this is what I'm saying. He's the side character in Kimi's yeah. show. <laughs> this is a very Kimi moment there. <laughs> it was... I feel like he just channeled Kimi yeah. for a second. He became possessed by Kimi in yeah, the scene. He's no longer the dog of the Zodiac. He's the Kimi of the Zodiac. <laughs> Kimi is her own Kimi. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Adori tells him to stop competing with someone younger than him to see who's more stubborn. Even from my perspective, he says, you sometimes look like you hate Akito with all your heart. Shigure remembers Kureno sassing him to be nicer and Akito complaining for him to be nicer as well. Shigure suggests that his niceness is just thrown together, not genuinely kind like Atori. He wonders why that is. He says he never even really wanted his parents' love, and it doesn't bother him that much that he's possessed. If he calls being twisted, then I guess I really am, he thinks. The fact that I can't even think of that is sad. Huh. Maybe that's a very lonely thing itself. Maybe someone like me should have dreamed of, he says out loud, and then trails off. Oh, well, I'm a jerk by nature. What can you do? If Akito wants your tolerant kindness or Karina-kun's innocent kindness from me, that would just be ridiculous. It's not like I want to be that kid's father, he says to Hattori. At Shigure's house, meanwhile, Yuki wonders about dinner, and Momiji wants barbecue. Yuki interrupts uh, Toru and Kisa's hugathon, which I'm sure has been going on since the time that they got home from the house. You can see their little hearts in every panel leading up to the. It's, <laughs> it's adorable, first of all, <laughs> and wonderful in many ways. I like how they have to like interrupt her, and Yuki's like, um, hello, and then she like looks over at him, <laughs> as if they didn't notice anyone else. <laughs> The house isn't equipped for a barbecue, but Haru has a good suggestion. This'll burn nicely, he says, patting the table, and Yuki and Hiro are simultaneously horrified. Tori wonders where Kyo is, and Kisa says that he's in his room. She suddenly remembers what Shigure said, um, and and Toru suddenly remembers what Shigure said before about asking the Zodiac if they knew that he'd be locked up, and tears up and shakes her head violently. Momiji asks what's wrong, and she mentions Kyo, and then he goes to get him. While Kisa pats a swirly-eyed Toru, Hiro asks Yuki and Haru if Kyo like-likes Toru, and Yuki asks if that's such a bad thing, and Hiro's like, well, crap, the cat is, is, and then he kind of trails off, and Yuki and Haru stare at him. Hiro, you've got a way of crossing bridges that everyone else avoids, don't you? Haru asks. <laughs> yeah, I know, he says. It's not like I'm against it. I just, I'm just, like, worried, I guess. Though maybe it's a little late for that. And the three look over at Toru. Upstairs, Romiji tells Kyo, that's on the next page, I had to skip and cut it around. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Upstairs, Romiji tells Kyo about dinner. It's okay, we switched to curry. And Kyo thinks, I don't know what that means, but I'm not going to bother asking. <laughs> Kyo says that he's gotten big. Romiji says that maybe he'll be bigger than Kyo someday. And then maybe Toru's going to accept when I propose. Kyo looks pissed. Come on, if you give up, that kind of thing might happen, Romiji says. It's not good to give up. That's why I'm going to stop trying not to think about it. I'm not going to give up on the cat. It's pretty late for that kind of thing, Kyo says sadly. I know it's late, Mumiji says. That's why we should think about it in simpler terms, you know? If Toru was taken away by another man, wouldn't you regret it? Kyo's hand twitches. Look, he starts to say, but Mumiji runs off, proclaiming that he needs to help with dinner. Wait a minute, Kyo thinks, panicked. Does this mean everyone knows? Does everybody know? <laughs> I love it when Kyo panics, it's wonderful. <laughs> 
Later, Shigeru returns home and finds all the kids cooking curry in a large pot in his yard. What an odd feeling, coming home to your own house and seeing food relief being given out in your yard. Daddy's home, children, he says. And Hiro is like, what is he talking about? And Yuki's like, ignore him. He's an idiot. Shigeru sits on the porch and talks to Toru, who stands. Still doing your best, he asks. And she's like, er, yes. Maybe you, he says. Maybe I should have dreamed of you. Maybe someone like me is exactly the kind of person who needs someone like you. Or so I've been thinking these days. Toru surprised. Shigeru leans in close. I'm just speaking hypothetically. He backs up and points to the plate she's holding. At any rate, I like a medium serving, he says. And she's like, eh, eh. (laughs) (laughs) At Shisho's house, Kagura visits Rin. Haru called her to to come over to Shigure's. And Kagura's like, you should have gone. And Rin is like, shut up. I would have gone if I'd known that you were coming here. Kagura's like, are you still in your your rebellious phase? Should we stay up all night and argue? And Rin is like, cut the crap and leave. And Shisho, who's sitting nearby, is like, make yourself at home, Kagura. The sun now set. The kids all depart from Shigure's house. And we see... His thoughts and narration, similar to his earlier in the chapter. Time is moving on. People and feelings, too. Kyo looks over at Toru, and she smiles at him. Shigeru sits alone, looking out into the night, and we see Akito alone in her room. His narration ends, I really wish you'd just hurry up and join us, and the chapter closes on Kyo and Toru standing side by side. That's the end! Yay! <laughs> yay! Oh, an actual yay instead of a yay! Yeah. <laughs> like the last couple chapters. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, two relatively lighthearted chapters. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Shigeru was kind of an asshole in the second one, but mm-hmm. the part with all the kids yeah. was cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was more of a, a darkness lingering in the background rather than front and center like it has been. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a background darkness, not a full-on darkness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not, uh, you know, someone tied up and starving in the cat's yeah, room darkness. Yeah, people getting thrown out of windows, etc. <laughs> yes. <laughs> When you mention darkness, our thoughts immediately go to Rin, obviously. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. These were nice. I appreciated them in the middle of this, after all this darkness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I especially appreciated... I don't know, actually, both of them were funny. They both had their great... I don't know which one I preferred, but that's fine. <laughs> that's for me to care about, I guess. <laughs> I like the ones where they have, like, all the kids, like, all the chapters where there's, like, you know, like, um, Kyoyuki, Toru, Haru... And then, like, sometimes Hiro and Kisa and, Momi- and like, Momiji-, Momiji. Those ones are always mm-hmm. fun. So it's yeah. nice. Like, Haru's suggestion of burning Shigeru's table. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in yeah, the manga, it's always it was nice hard to, to crush, like... so, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or in the anime. Yeah, it's, like, nar- it's like a narrowly avoided uh, property damage. Yes. <laughs> Oof, everything's fine. You can tell that everyone's really maturing because there was no property yes. damage. <laughs> Not even at Shisho's, where Kakuro was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yes, I see in all the like different little relationships the kids all have. Yeah. Like Kisa and Toru's hug that never ends. Yeah. Spread across multiple panels. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. I need to look at it now. Yeah, like literally in the there's like a sky panel and you can see some hearts at the bottom of it and then <laughs> like while the other characters are talking you can see the hearts in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the background. I love that they're in the background, that's what they say. Yeah. And, like, out of the sky. It's great. <laughs> I liked it. We haven't seen Kisa in a long time. It was nicer. She has this little scene where she greets Kyo and he, like, greets mm-hmm. her back. It was very cute. Yeah, it's really cute. I always like that little scene. It's like. Mm-hmm. She's like, he like, was nice. He's nice. Yeah. She's like, Toru likes him and he's nice to Toru, so <laughs> I want to be nice too. <laughs> and then she's like, he was really nice to me. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, honey. Yeah. <laughs> It'll see, like, continuing, like, it's not even really a gag, but just, like, Kyo's always coming home and being like, why is this person in my yes. house? <laughs> I was looking at the dialogue, because in, in English it's like, he, she's just like, hello, and then he's like, uh, hi, which <laughs> makes sense. In the Japanese version, she says konnichiwa, and he says konnichiwa, and I was <laughs> just like, that's weird, I guess he doesn't really never say that ever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> usually in the, it, like, when he sees people in the morning, he's just like, what the fuck are you doing here? Or like, yeah what the hell's happening this early in the morning in the house? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, so it was kind of cute. It, I feel like it's an extra layer of cuteness Yeah. from him where, yeah, he never says that. He just shows up and is like, what the fuck? Basically, that's, that's his <laughs> number one greeting, I feel like. <laughs> so. Yeah. Like, he's like, I wasn't trying to intimidate her. I just didn't know why she's here. <laughs> she's just here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 but she is clearly intimidated. It's adorable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just funny because Kyo is so nice it's like yeah 
He's not the mean one. <laughs> He's not trying to be mean. No. <laughs> just his face is just like that. It's like RBF. Is that what you're yes. <laughs> He's not bad. He's just drawn that way. Yes. <laughs> we talked about the horrifying shoe div scene, I think, a long time ago. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> um, it was cute. This is what I have in my notes. Fluff. That's the first note. <laughs> yeah. We even got Ayame Mine fluff. This is like, mm-hmm. I guess, confirm. I forgot that we haven't talked about this before, that they're an item. I mean, it's kind yeah. of obvious, but mm-hmm. this is the... Well, there was the, like, the little hints at this scene that was shown in full here, his like confession yeah. scene. So Yeah, I think it's, it was pretty obvious yeah. <laughs> from her first appearance, but... Uh, so obvious, yeah. even Yuki noticed. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, on page confirmation. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his confession is very sweet, where he's like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can make you happy, but... <laughs> yeah it's very I don't know it's cute of all the sort of like confessions that we've seen various variety of confessions I liked I enjoyed mm-hmm. it yeah they're cute I enjoy them I think they're, they're one of my favorite of the like background ships that get like just a tiny bit of attention <laughs> yeah Mine calls Yuki a uh, little brother or whatever which is <laughs> cute <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah this is like welcome Ototo-kun yes <laughs> It's very cute. So she like yeah. already calls him little brother, I guess. Cause, yeah, like, I already calls him that. It's really sweet. Mm-hmm. There's something very sweet about it. Yeah. <laughs> I like our ka- uh, Kakeru calls her Nechan or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like the little like little like tiny notes. It's like it's like they're acquainted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're acquainted from when they came to school and measured them for. For costumes, apparently. Yeah. Mine and Kaku are acquainted from that time. There was a little tiny, teeny, tiny flashback. Yeah. Um, he also calls her vice commander in the, yeah. <laughs> in the right. whole scene. <laughs> I think she is a vice commander. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy um, the, like, background sort of, like, canon that Kaku keeps in touch with Ayame. And they have, like, a whole, <laughs> a whole thing going on. Yeah. We talked about how we can't imagine what their emails or threads are like. Yeah. Ayami apparently knows the student council by name and color. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like how he, they're like, the scene where, where they're like, call her is so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> where he, Kakuru, I guess, tells him about Yuki's like developing relationship with Machi. <laughs> yeah. Very cute. I like how he doesn't deny it or anything either. He's just like, ugh, whatever, you know? Yeah, it's like, it's like he obviously does call her since so she's there at the end. Yes. <laughs> well, he didn't want to go back to see Toru and Kyo. Yeah. So. He's <laughs> like, I guess this is the lesser do? evil. <laughs> I like how they've spent... It's, Somehow this like, is less awkward long... than... <laughs> yes. I feel like they must have been hanging out at Ayama's shop for a long time. Because, like, Yugi yeah. shows up... Mine leaves, she comes to Kakeru, and then they wait for Machi to come, and then they're all hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Seems like a good time. Kakeru's Machi like actually la- came. Yeah. Kakeru's like lounging, eating donuts. Yes. <laughs> Yuki's like, I should stop this. And he's like, stop what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the greatest show on earth? I mean... <laughs> like how she doesn't even look that troubled, Machi. Like, she's got no, her she's Machi face on, but she's just like, kind of like, I guess this is happening. Yeah. <laughs> Also, she was holding the Mogetta. They distracted her with Mogetta. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they distracted her with Mogetta, and then she was fine with it, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> we finally found out about Ayame and the girl from high school. Mm-hmm. This was foreshadowed a long time ago. Yeah, we saw, like, the panel of the, the girl crying, like, saying, I'm so stupid, I think, yeah. in the... And Hattori, I think, maybe. Yeah, and Hattori saying, like, stop it, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There was a brief part of that scene... Mm-hmm. Probably... It's like in a mix of him being like, these are all the terrible things I've done in flashback form. And... <laughs> They're all about Yuki and then her. Yeah, Yuki stuff and then this girl, yeah. At the time we were just like, and then a girl, anyway. And it's like glossed yeah. over it, I'm sure. But <laughs> it's revealed. <laughs> yeah. And we also saw, I think even earlier than that, the um, scene of him like resting his head on uh, Mine's on shoulder. Mine. Yeah. yeah. I think probably the first time when he goes to the shop, maybe. Because mm-hmm. Yama was talking about all his flaws and whatever Um, yeah something like that something like that Mm -hmm. it's cute yeah but yeah um so harsh yeah so much trauma (laughs) well i I remember the scene being very harsh and then i was reading through it again and i was like wow (laughs) (laughs) 
And wow. Hashiga is just like <laughs> laughing, and Midori's like, could you not? <laughs> Typical. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Shikuri is like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, completely in character. It is, yeah, but it does show like, like Ayame's like state of mind back then because he's like genuinely surprised that she's like so upset yeah. by it. Like, you can tell that it's like genuine surprise. Like he really wasn't him. trying to be mean. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just how he was. <laughs> yeah, he just didn't didn't empathize with other people at all. Yeah, and nobody clearly nobody made that clear to him that that was important in his mm-hmm. life the thing that Hattori says where he's just like there are people who get hurt it's just kind of like mm-hmm. it's like not about you you know not everything's yeah. about you because I like how Yame is like did I do something wrong and it's like like y- yeah but it's not really I guess like the learning is like you know no matter what you do you can hurt people like that's kind yeah. of anyway, the way that I choose to interpret what he told him mm-hmm. yeah it's like there's not like a right wrong in every situation but you should be aware of how your actions are going to affect other people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it was harsh. <laughs> so it was yeah. harsh. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's good she can laugh about it now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she could laugh about it, but I think Yuki was just being reassuring. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if you were in high school and then you moved on and had a relationship with someone and, you know, had a kid with them or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you'd be like, man, that one time that guy was such an asshole. Yeah. That would be the story that you tell at parties where you'd be like... Yeah, I think you would like laugh about it and you'd be like, man, that was so embarrassing. I know. <laughs> you, would, you would get really drunk at your company Christmas party and tell your best friend, like, hey, yeah. did I ever tell you about that time this guy was an asshole to yeah. me in high school? Like and they would be like, like okay, no I'm... way! And that's what yeah. it would be like. It's like, <laughs> everyone share your worst relationship stories. <laughs> no, 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 let me tell you. This happened to me recently at a, <laughs> at a, at a dinner. <laughs> Where everyone was like, oh, no, wait, listen to this thing that happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it would be like that. <laughs> I mean, the Yami's, <laughs> he was just, it's not even like, like, I guess it's, it could come across like he's full of himself, but it's like not even, it doesn't even seem like that. It's just like he just doesn't understand other people at all. He's no, yeah. <laughs> no empathy. He's also kind of the, uh, I don't know if that was necessarily the start of it, but like, his like, respect for Hattori and his point of view even mm-hmm. when he like doesn't really listen to other people I don't know it's not like we see a lot of their relationship but it doesn't we talked before about how it didn't seem like for example like Ayame and Shigeru were particularly like close emotionally like mm-hmm. they I think kind of like entertain each other yeah but I don't it's not like Shigeru goes to Ayame for advice and it's not like Ayame goes to Shigeru for advice or anything like that mm-hmm. um, but like it's like not like Tori goes to either of them for advice. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I think yeah, we've obviously seen like Ayame's respect for Tori, so maybe it is like because he, Hatori made something very clear that he didn't understand. So I could definitely see that being like the time where he was like, "Huh, Tori knows some shit." <laughs> yeah, Hatori <laughs> sees something that I don't understand at all. So it's like maybe I should listen to this guy more often. Yeah, <laughs> this guy's <is> smart. <laughs> Speaking of Hattori, there was also a great scene of Hattori sassing Shigure about Akio, yeah. which I enjoyed very much. <laughs> I love Shigure's like, what, you just show up and start lecturing me? He's like, this is my house. house. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, and I wish you would go away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the scene is interesting, though, with Shigure. I feel like we got an interesting insight into his character. Yeah, perhaps. it's a very interesting Shigure chapter. It's most, like, internal. Yeah. We've seen. Yeah, it's true. It's the most... In his own... Yeah, he doesn't... Because that, that chapter is kind of bookended by Shigure's narration. So... Mm-hmm. Which, I'm not even sure if we've ever seen him narrate No, I was before. just thinking... Yeah. When you said it's the most internal thing that... Of hit about him, or focused on him, I was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I guess not. Because usually he's just having his act, or, or he's <laughs> being funny and nice to Toru, or teasing Kyo, or whatever. Or it's mm-hmm. him being an asshole to Kido. That's like yeah. primarily how we see him. Or to Carino, um, yeah. sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> or to Toru, like in the yeah. two chapters ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or being a creep to Toru, like in this chapter. I mean, what? Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. It, uh, it's kind of, also kind of um, vague, or, I don't know, maybe mysterious is a good way to describe it. Like, he's just kind of, like, I guess just talking about how, like, personal relationships just don't mean that much to him and it doesn't bother him that he's cursed and like he doesn't even really have a close relationship with his parents and how that's Mm -hmm. bad but his kind of like resolution about that is just kind of like oh well um, yeah it's kind of a like 
Like, maybe I am, like, pretty fucked up. Maybe I should have... Maybe I should be worried about that. And then he's like, maybe I should have dreamed of somebody like you, like somebody like Toru, who... <laughs> I, I wonder, like, what is that... What is what is it about her... I feel like I intrinsically understand what he's talking about, but what is it mm-hmm. about her personality that <laughs> is just, like, the opposite of Akito's that he's... Yeah. Like, what is it that's frustrating about Akito? Yeah, I feel like in a way it's, like... Like, someone who would make me better instead of, like, worse. Because it's kind of talking yeah. about how, like... Like, the part where, like, Hattoris is, like, stop competing with someone younger than you to be who's, for who's most stubborn. stubborn. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. Like, they definitely kind of, like, bring out the worst in each other whenever they we see them together. Definitely. We've said that before. <laughs> said it before yeah. and I'll say it again. <laughs> yeah. But we can, like, this is the first time we've seen, like, Shigeru show some, like, frustration with that situation. Yeah, normally he seems to be kind of like, well... Like, I'm not going to be the one who gives in first and then, like, leaves. Mm-hmm. But this Yeah, time... like, it always seemed like he got some, like, enjoyment out of the, like, contests between them. It does seem like that, but then it seems like this time, but, when he yeah. left, he was really upset about what happened, I think. Mm-hmm. As opposed to some other, you know, satisfied emotion or something. Yeah. Like, I don't think he particularly enjoyed the other times, but I think he felt like he accomplished something, and this time it was like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's like he was able to, like, at least tell himself that, like... Like, it was fine, and, like, something was happening, but, like, at this point he seems, like, frustrated that, like, they've been stuck in this way for a while. Yeah, and he's like, I wish you would just, like, go, like move on from this. Yeah, which is, like, it ends with him, like, having the narration where he's like, I wish you'd hurry up and join us. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously about Akito, which is interesting coming off of, like, the recent chapters where we've talked about, like, things are happening and, like, changes and chances are occurring and stuff, so it's like he's, like... Stuff is moving fast now, and you're still, like, sitting still. Yeah. And also his, like, I feel like you can interpret his actions toward her as, like, being, like, her chance to mm-hmm. have some kind of connection. Because it's interesting that this chapter that ends on, it's about, it's kind of like Shigure narrated and focused, and it ends on Toru and Kyo together. Mm-hmm. M- model relationship, obviously. Um, yeah. But, like, I guess you could interpret it as being like, I wish you'd hurry up and join us, like the people who want to make changes or, you know, whatever. Yeah, especially if we're comparing, like if we take the, uh, maybe I should have dreamed of you line to be like, like a relationship where we make each other better, which is a relationship that like Tori and Kyo mostly seem to have. I think that's true. I think you could say mm-hmm. that. You don't even have to say mostly. You could just say they have yeah. it. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They definitely, well, they definitely don't have a relationship that makes each other better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it does seem like Akito's kind of like in this rut right now where every time mm-hmm. every time Akito sees Shigure, they're always doing... The, it's like the same... seems to be the same old song and dance, you know? It's like the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting to see a little bit more about Shigure because he's also... I think I said at the very beginning of this podcast that I wanted... I wish there was... I wanted to learn more about Shigure and I wish there was kind of like more about him. So this is like his chance. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. Um, yeah, I think this is the most, like, we get for, like, from his perspective of himself I and think so. everything that's going on around him. Which is interesting, because it's so little, but... Yeah. <laughs> the next note that I have is Momiji's glow-up. Would you like to talk about <laughs> that? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's happened. It's He's happened. Tall. <laughs> He's tall now. It's funny, because, like, if you look earlier in the same volume, he's still small. Like, he's still wearing his, like, uh, the other, the girl's uniform. Mm-hmm. All right, let me look. It was during the, um, when they're all talking about the future. I think it's in this oh. Tokyo Pop volume. Maybe it was the one before. But yeah. it's like, it wasn't that long ago, is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's suddenly he tall. <laughs> yeah. It was cute. But mm-hmm. he's still the same with his bunny backpack and whatnot. Yeah. This way, you can, you can see him carrying the backpack in, like, one of the earlier scenes before mm-hmm. you see who it is. <laughs> Typical Takaya... <laughs> situation where it's like the same thing happening in the background or whatever yeah um i enjoy yeah, kind of get huh? um so he can get uh, confirmation of his uh, feelings for toru too which oh, yeah. has also been implied before <laughs> i was right i mean what <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean everybody knows but yeah it's yeah for sure i mean yeah where he's i guess earlier he made a couple of like jabs at Kyo about that but this time mm-hmm. he was like yeah then Toru will accept when I propose to her and Kyo was yeah. like what the fuck <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> internally 
Yeah, and he's obviously he also said like, oh, I could get away with more when I was small, but I am a mm-hmm. man after all. And so then he yeah. holds her hand. It's like you sly mm-hmm. motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> You know what you're doing all this time. <laughs> I like that Kyo in this chapter, he's like, does everybody know? It's like, yeah. it's not like it wasn't obvious. Mm-hmm. I don't have that many other things to say about his Omiji getting taller and whatever. It's just like, it's a good catalyst for him to derive. Everybody's trying to get him to deal with his feelings about Toru. Yeah. Um, and then it lets us talk about the cat not giving up on the cat, which we've discussed for mm-hmm. a couple of times in the last couple of episodes, I'm sure. So that also happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I always like this uh, conversation with Momiji and Kyo. Mm-hmm. Cause, like we've always known like Momiji is like much more incisive than he acts. Mm-hmm. So it's a moment where he kind of like, he like totally drops the like, like cheerful childish uh, thing for a couple seconds while he's mm-hmm. talking to Kyo and is like jabbing at him about Toru and then like being very serious about the, the cat stuff. Yeah. It's like a one, two punch. Yeah. And then he's like, bye, I'm going to go make dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do enjoy that. He does do that. Um, mm-hmm. He's especially sassy with Kyo, I think. Well, not sassy, but he's especially mm-hmm. like, Kyo, get your shit together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they've always, they've always had kind of a, like, like mutually tormenting each other kind of relationship. <laughs> so. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is kind of a, like, slightly more matured version of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like i know when i'm going to be an asshole to you <laughs> yeah i i like that hero also brings it up where hero is like well they can't they can't that can't happen mm-hmm. yeah and he's like well i saw that i'm against it it's just that i'm like i don't know worried or whatever like yeah <laughs> it's cute it is hero's a good boy we talked yeah. about this also like how yuki's yuki's like is it bad if he likes her yeah. like <laughs> he's like well someone confirmed my feelings that it's bad i mean <laughs> Yeah, like Haru being like, you go out of the way to say the things that everyone else is avoiding. <laughs> I like how Haru and Yuki just like stare at him for a second, which is also yeah. the panel where after he says that, they're like, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is kind of funny. Like after like we've had several chapters recently about people kind of like tiptoeing around the whole idea of the cat mm-hmm. being locked away. And he's just like, well, crap, the cat's going to be in. Yeah. And they just stare at him. <laughs> Like I said before about Hero, from the mouth of babes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, like, it's interesting, too, because Yuki and Haru were there when they were talking to Shisho about it, mm-hmm. about Rin, a couple of chapters ago, too. So now it's like, they're like, oh, this again? <laughs> like, you could tell. Yeah. It's like when a kid asks you a super awkward question, and you just, like, freeze, and you're like, yeah. I don't know what to do. And then, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Also, I like this ghosty panel when, like, Haru's talking to him. He's holding a rice cooker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Speaking of rice cookers. Yes. <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> Someday your rice cooker will come. <laughs> yes. You're like, I'm wishing for a rice cooker. <laughs> and I'm dreaming of the nice tune it will play. <laughs> it's very nice. <laughs> it's it's Snow White, of course. <laughs> There's a lot of good ghosty panel. Yeah, he's holding the rice cooker. Actually, yeah. I think he's holding the big pot. I don't know. Maybe. They use both, so. They do. The rice cooker's out on the porch, which I also thought was cute when they... I love how Shikure describes it as, like, food relief, which is really cute. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, they are, like, cooking a big pot of, like, soup in the yeah. yard. Of curry in the yard. <laughs> yeah, you see him, like, you see her in, like, a couple panels earlier, like, kind of, like, rummaging through the <laughs> cooking equipment. <laughs> After he decided not to burn the table, you mean? Yes. <laughs> It's Yuki and Hiro that are horrified at that. <laughs> they have a similar personality in that way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was perfect. Hiro is the responsible one for a child. Now that he's an older brother, he has to be responsible. You know? Yes. <laughs> he's more responsible than many of the older Somas. Espe- yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not, and wasn't as destructive of property. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any other non-spoilery things that uh, to talk about? Uh just that I really enjoy Rin and Kagura's relationship, even though we've only seen, like, three panels of it. <laughs> well, this is the second time. The first time was when yeah. she was leaving Kagura's house, and mm-hmm. Kagura was like, are you going out? And she was like, bite me. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what she said. Like, Kagura's like, should we stay up all night and argue? And it's like, fuck off. <laughs> 
If her dialogue wasn't rated PG-13, that's what she would be saying. Yeah. <laughs> She's just, just like, it's so nice to have children in the house. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love Cocker's suggestion yeah. standpoint arguing. That's really funny. Yeah. That's not actually what she says, but it is what Ayame says, really. He's like, oh, it's so lively here. Yes. <laughs> like, they're just like, oh, it's so oh, wonderful yes. to have children around. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they're all such fine young lads and lasses now. Yeah. <laughs> they can have cute interactions. Remember how cold and weird Yuki was at the beginning of the series? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yuki and his rat army. Yeah. Oh, God. Don't, don't remind me. <laughs> I purposely blocked that out. <laughs> Every time we read it, I'm like, that's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Why is he being such a creep? And Shigeru is like, see you later. No big deal. He just doesn't know how to people yet. <laughs> he only knows how to rat. Yes. <laughs> My rat army. Yeah. He's only been people for like a couple years at that point. Yes. <laughs> Barely, because I think he just got out of the, out of the house. Yeah. For high school, right? So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lol. All right. <laughs> so that's it for non-spoilers. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Uh, so next time we're going to talk about chapters 112 and 113, I suppose. That so, would make sense. Yep, that's that's what's next. <laughs> we don't jump around like the anime, so, you know. <laughs> all right. Um, if you're not sticking around for spoilers, thank you all for listening. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. spoilers <laughs> yes <laughs> i mean there's not a lot to spoil it's like i had one specific one and one kind of vague okay concept let's hear it so the specific one is um when momiji's having his conversation with kyo mm-hmm. he says i'm gonna stop giving up on the cat mm-hmm. and there's the image of the woman that i believe is kyo's mom mm-hmm. yes which um Later, when he, like, confronts his dad, um, he, like, has, like, a memory of, like, his thoughts of his mom and saying that, like, he didn't want her to give up on herself and mm-hmm. then saying he's not going to give up on himself anymore, so. Nice. Yeah, so this conversation is obviously <laughs> has an impact on his thoughts. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did notice that it was his mom. I didn't realize that that's what she says later, so that's cool. Or that's what he thinks later when he's talking to his mm-hmm. dad, so. Interesting. Yeah, I was, I was like, is that his mom? his mom and i was like sure i'm gonna look up that chapter i think there was something significant <laughs> so <laughs> oh yeah. good very good i just saw it and i was like that's his mom weird he has a lot of hang-ups around that and then moved on <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah he has this like long like inner monologue about like how like he didn't like fully understand what he was thinking as a kid or whatever but saying like he didn't want her to give up on herself and then like out loud he says like to his dad that he's not he's gonna stop giving up on himself nice <laughs> that's cool i didn't realize his asshole dad yeah i know <laughs> What a dick. <laughs> we have even more reasons to hate him after la- the last, whatever, two chapters ago or something. Yeah. He somehow managed to be, like, one of the most hateable characters in the series, even though he never actually, like, physically harms anyone, mm-hmm. which many characters can't say. Yeah, for sure, actually. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I can't think of one person who's sympathetic to, to him, so. Yeah. Because he's such a dick. Mm-hmm. There's definitely other characters too, like, I mean, like, like Momiji's dad was kind of ignores, him, like, ignores him basically mm-hmm. now and has his own, like, yeah. his daughter now and whatever. Yeah, it's like Momiji's dad isn't great and, like, Rin's parents are terrible. Yeah, they're also but, terrible. Like, somehow <laughs> Kyo's dad is just, like, especially hateable. I think it's like Kyo's dad goes out of his way to continue to be an asshole to him. Like, yeah. Rin doesn't have contact with her parents, Momiji mm-hmm. doesn't have contact with his parents. Like, there's not yeah. a further, but Kyo's dad is still on a mission to confine him, and I feel like that makes it even worse. Where mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, he's just like, this is a mass text. Kyo's a monster. <laughs> Send it to <laughs> like all your every friends. Weekend. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, fuck this guy. <laughs> he's like, Kazuma, let's have tea. I want to discuss Kyo's future, and he just sips the tea, and then is like, he's a monster. Kazuma's <laughs> like, are you doing this again? <laughs> Goodbye, sir. Yeah. yeah, it's like, didn't we have this talk like two weeks ago? Yeah. Basically. Yeah, he's, he continues, he remains, there's nothing redeeming about him, and he furthers his assholery throughout the story, so. Yeah. Um, what was the vague spoiler? Uh, just the, 
the whole concept of like Akito being kind of like held apart and left behind. Yeah. Um, by everyone, which is kind of like the crux of the uh, like turning point for her at the end is like Toru like realizing that and reaching out to her. Yeah. Yeah, we have the comment from Hattori in the first chapter where he says like to Akito, like, it doesn't matter. It's not a matter of right or wrong. People get hurt. To Ayame, you mean? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's what I said in the earlier chapter. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, in the ending, like, one of Toru's conversations with Akito has her saying that, like, saying, like, like, it doesn't matter, like, even if I was, like, you know, even if it was, like, the right thing to do, I was still, like, hurting you. Mm. Yeah, that totally makes sense. You're right. Mm-hmm. I think that both of these things that you mentioned, they they both are themes that come up. Or, like, they're they're related to these, like, running themes throughout the series. Mm-hmm. So, like, the one of, the first one of Akito, whatever. It's, like, hurry up and join us, or you can't join us, or whatever. It's, like, who's in and who's out mm-hmm. sort of theme. And, um, like, that sort of runs through. I think it's just interesting to see something from Shigure's, like, perspective and internal monologue that ties into that. Yeah. And then the other one is an also an interesting catch, people getting hurt. It's like sometimes things things are not necessarily right and wrong or like black and white, but mm-hmm. you know people sometimes get hurt and yeah, like Shigeru said, sometimes that's important for your growth as a person. You have mm-hmm. to get hurt, yeah, and pe- you have to hurt other people to be <laughs> a person living in the world. Yeah. And like I feel like with the Akito thinks that everything is like that everything should be perfect all the time and like mm-hmm. has this kind of like you know she she can't get hurt and. Like, the, people shouldn't be doing things that hurt her personally. Yeah. And um, I feel like Ayame was, like, kind of the inverse of that, where it's just, like, nothing he did was wrong. It was just, like, mm-hmm. he did whatever he thought and, like, didn't... It, yeah. it did whatever impulsively and didn't think about his actions. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, like, the opposite approach. <laughs> yeah. So in a way, they're kind of thematically <laughs> linked together, which is kind of interesting because, yeah. like, I don't know, I never really thought about Ayame and Akito being, like, in a similar situation in this story. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at all. And I like that. Yeah. And I like the line from Shigeru, like, at the beginning of that chapter where he says, like, like, what is it? Like, if you think if you just sit in there, yeah, like, sulking, the world is going to turn into what you want it to be. Or... Yes. I also liked that. Yeah. Also very Aikido. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, just watch me. And then she goes, leaves. She's like, ugh. <laughs> And Karen was like, can you guys stop fighting? I don't like being an awkward third wheel. Yeah. <laughs> what he needs to do is go and visit Ayame's shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mineo does him up in a maid suit and <laughs> a maid outfit. <laughs> um, nice. That's cool. I liked that there were things that were kind of spoiled, 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 spoiled mm-hmm. by this chapter. <laughs> um. Because it felt like also, not like a culmination, but just kind of like a, hey, here's some things that are happening, like, chapter, so. Yeah. It's nice that it's still kind of related to these overall themes, as you yeah. pointed out. And it was nice to get some lighthearted moments, because um, oh I glanced I, was, <laughs> I glanced at the next volume, and shit's about to go down. <laughs> shit's getting real. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think we enter the end game in next volume. <laughs> well, there's only three left. Yeah. Or four, I guess, because it would be 2021, 22, and 23, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's happening yeah because we get like like everything starts happening because we get like uh kyo's uh quote-unquote confession <laughs> taurus murder and then oh, yeah. taurus confession and then like all the aftermath <laughs> of that and <laughs> multiple types of confessions yes yeah <laughs> yeah and then akito mm-hmm. it all connects and <laughs> rocks while everyone dies yeah <laughs> rocks while no one dies uh. <laughs> Then we can talk about the first spoiler for the series, which was yes. <laughs> Tor's cl- tent was next to the cliff. I loved how they yeah. had the flashback in the anime to her outside the tent, and I was like, that's right, they put it dramatically close to the cliff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that when I was like glancing at those like ending chapters and, like in her very first episode, it's like, so how about that, uh, those uh, landslides? <laughs> yeah, I know. How about that? <laughs> Oh, that tent. <laughs> such, yeah. Such a poor choice. She got it on sale. <laughs> <laughs> it's still ridiculous and great. That's what makes it wonderful. <laughs> okay, good. I think we're out of things to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Uh, next time we're going to talk about... Oh, let's see what's coming up next. I mean, you just said everything's coming, which is true. Yeah. Um, but Next next is um, the Komaki stuff. Meat Angel's coming, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's so exciting. She's on the back of this volume eating meat, which is Remember funny. It's we like Kakiri's on, the, on the front of the volume, and then the back is like a little chippy Komaki. Yes, we were just meat. talking about what their little... I said that the student council should have symbols... Mm-hmm. A couple episodes ago, I proposed several ridiculous ones for all of them, but the, <laughs> they're simple. So, like the this one, uh, so Kakiru's is is Komaki eating meat, and then yeah. on Machi's it's snow print, footprints in the snow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, oh, those were the symbols that we were picked. <laughs> I see. Whatever mine were that I said several episodes ago, I think they were better. <laughs> <laughs> Although Meat Angel's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I think they would be better for like if we were putting little symbols in dialogue in the series, but yes, that's that's what I wanted them for. <laughs> yeah, but they work well for their little uh, page flip, you know, symbols thingies. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what you like thing yeah, associated th- with them. <laughs> thematic illustrations. <laughs> I think Akito's volume just has her flower. The flower. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. So that's all coming up. <laughs> I guess we'll talk about some of it next time. We'll talk about Komaki next time. So that's good. Mm-hmm. And the mysterious man with the tie, otherwise known as Black. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's how it's it goes. As, wow, I used to be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he's still kind of a dick, but yeah. he's learning. He's a self aware so. dick now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like, Yuki, you need to show me your self awareness ways. <laughs> yeah. I need you to teach me. <laughs> teach me to be less of a dick. <laughs> I beg of you. <laughs> Alright, good. Um, next time. We'll see you next time for 112 and 113. Yeah, that. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> I don't know for a second. It's fine. <laughs> Hello, it's Ellen. If you want to send us a question, you can find us on Twitter at StayTogetherPod, on Tumblr at StayTogetherPodcast.tumblr.com, or you can send us an email at StayTogetherPodcast at gmail.com. Kayla and I want to keep creating podcasts and keep them ad-free, so if you like what you're listening to, please consider giving to our Kofi at ko-fi.com slash StayTogetherNetwork. Thank you always for listening and for all your support. We'll see you next time.